0: From Las Vegas, site of Super Bowl 58, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, hey, what's cracking? Welcome to the program. I'm Jim Rome, and we are live from the fountains of the Bellagio. Remember, this week... Brought to you in part by Wendy's. With Wendy's Breakfast, two for $3 Biggie bundles. You can choose the pair you want. Limited time only during breakfast hours. U.S. price and participation may vary. Not valid in a combo. Single item at regular price. What's going on, Alvin? If I can, it's a Thursday. But we've done it every single day to start the week. I need that, Decker. yeah? I got to have that. I got to yeah, have that, yeah, Alvin. Yeah, yeah. 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 Normally, it's only on Friday. However, when you're in Vegas for Super Bowl... Every bleeping day is Friday. It's so awesome. The sun is out. We are uh, across from the Bellagio. Again, if you're joining us late and you haven't been tracking this sort of thing, we are not on Radio Row this week. We have taken to the Strip. We had the monster stage with the great backdrop, and we are having an absolute blast. Clones, let me dial you in. By now, you probably figured this out. We are going wall to wall. Hey, Tommy, got some air time right there for a minute. What's up, yo? What's up, boss? What's up, Vamp? Good to see you. Dude, the sun's out. You should get some. Just kidding. Not really. Trying to hide. We've got wall-to-wall guests. Today is an enormous day. It's an absolutely monster day. What we're going to do is similar to yesterday. I've got a number of guests coming right here on the set at the Bellagio. We've got some other guests back on Radio Row where I normally reside, but not this year. And we're going to bounce back and forth between the two. In the meantime, if you want to jump in, if you want to crack on my fit, if you want to do what you clones do, the telephone number is toll-free nationwide. 1-800-636-8686. You know to find me on the X platform. I'm also At Jim Rome, and you can still email me at Rome R O M E at Habitate.com. Really quickly, I want to run down my guests. Coming up in just one moment, Rashad White. He will join me on set right here outside the Bellagio. Gary V coming up next segment. Joe Montana later on in hour number one. Max Crosby, top of hour two. Drew Brees in the second hour. Matt Judon in the second hour. Baker Mayfield here on the set at the top of hour number three. Jamar Chase, and we will close the day with Austin Eckler it is that kind of a day so this is good I feel great let's get it going why don't we get our first guest over here Love this guy. This is the way you start the day. We're joined right now by somebody who's a running back for the Tampa Bay Bucs. He had career highs in rushing and receiving this season, more than 1,500 yards from scrimmage. A second-team All Pac-12 player from Arizona State. Of course, I'm talking about Rashad White, my man. It is so good to see you, dude. How you doing?
1: I'm doing good, bro. Good for having to see me you, man. On. Good to see you, dude. Good to see All right. You so too.
0: during the regular season, when you and I talked, we talked about your commitment in terms of time and money and what you do to take care of your body. Now that the season is over, I'm curious, what's your approach? Do you give some time to recover, rest, or do you stay on that grind? Where are you at right now?
1: Uh, right now, yeah, I am uh, relaxing a good amount, but uh, I go in there. I go in my uh, weight room with my strength conditioning coach. I always try to get a little pump in, just do something, get the blood flowing. So I, I just get on the bike. Um, it's just hard for me to just let my body shut completely all the way down, but I still do a lot. Uh, I still do a lot of body work, things like that, with my um, PT and my, my my team. And you know, I just I just basically chill, but I don't want to just sit sit down and be lazy all day. I get
0: that movement, man. You need some movement. Let me ask you this: You finish up your second season. Season, but you're doing things early in your career. that guys generally don't do until much later on. I'm talking about things like mobility, dry needling, massage, things that guys don't get to. How did you figure this out
1: so soon? And why is that stuff so important to you? Uh, it's just huge, man. Uh, obviously, health at the running back position is the the, the biggest thing. And um, you know, you able to do whatever wherever you want and accomplish whatever you want in this world. You stay healthy. So uh, it's just me. Um, going back to Arizona State, just the coaches I've been around, just the people that I've been around just how much passion and how much care I have for football and much love I really have for football so obviously like I said health is the number one important thing and um, that's just how it's always been. Availability
0: is always going to be your best ability. Rashad White joining me. Now, you're coming off a year where you took a huge step forward. You had more than 1,500 yards from scrimmage, nearly 1,000 yards rushing. I know you're not satisfied, but when you look back on the season, what kind of thoughts do you have and how much pride is there in what you did
1: accomplish this year? Uh, you know, thoughts are... Or, I mean, for me, I'm just always even keel. So i never too high, never too low. Uh, ask my team about me. That's just who I am. I'm always a grateful. I'm always grateful. I'm always blessed, man. I'm always truly thankful, uh, obviously, God and, and what he has helped me accomplish. My, my team, my circle, my people around me, all my training and all that. But uh, for me, just this season, it was huge for sure to uh, take that step up. Obviously, yeah, for sure, I wanted to get a 1,000. Uh, it literally, it, it hurt me when I didn't get it, um, obviously. And just the drought that Tampa has had and, and running backs not rushing for 1,000. Over nine years, but I just need to keep going and keep going the way I'm going, and I'm pretty sure you know it's always in God's time, and so that's the biggest thing. But I'm blessed for sure to have 1,500 scrimmage, and you know my mindset is just you you stay consistent, and and then you got to eclipse what you did. So you know you only best you only uh, as best as you are uh, you know today as as well as you can't dwell on the past.
0: Day one, man, day one, always Rashad White joining us. You mentioned the 1,000 yards when you and I chopped it up back in December. We talked about that mission, man. You had that mission. You You wanted that Gurr. You wanted that 1,000 yards. For those who don't know, he ended up with 990. 990. How badly did you want that number and how much does it motivate you now to get it next year?
1: Uh, wanted it badly, man. Uh, I didn't get it against Carolina. Um, I, I understood. Um, my coaches had going on. Obviously, we ran the ball. We ran the clock out. Uh, we won a division. We was winning. Um, so, that was huge. It was like 9, 10 yards, like you said, to go. Literally had 10 yards to go. We we, we, we ended up taking knees. Um, and it, it, it hurt me, honestly. It hurt me. Um, and But I understood what my coaches wanted. I mean, I, I shed some tears on that field, but but I really love that, that I did that because uh just show me how much love and you know how much you care and how much passion you got and then always you know, I always just gotta trust like I said in guy's time and so it was a reason God didn't let me get that hundred uh, a thousand yards and you know I'll be way better this year coming Dude, up.
0: Dude, I know how badly you wanted that. It makes me wonder like you're gonna be a team guy, you're gonna do the right, the right thing, you're gonna respect the coaches or and man I love Baker. Baker's coming up later on. I love the guy. I'm not saying he has anything to do with this, but do you take a look at like what Jameis Winston did? when he went rogue and he went into the huddle and he just kind of just bagged what the coaches said and got his guy, his TD. Is there any part of you who thinks, man, that would have been
1: nice? Uh, honestly, no. Uh, i see seen what Jameis did. Honestly, uh, I was hurt, like I said, but uh, I was just blessed to get the win, man, going to playoffs two years in a row. You know, obviously winning division two years in a row, man. Nobody thought we would be nothing last year. So, uh, for real, like, the biggest thing. But I, I will say what it did is it did help me, though. You know, it lit another fire uh, under me. And, uh, I mean, I went into the playoffs and I was rolling, man. Uh, the passion and the care here I had and, and the name I really try to make for myself in the big moments. It, it was huge. So I say not getting that thousand yards helped me out for sure. I got gotcha. you I appreciate
0: House. that. and I know what you're about. I know you're about the team. You're about the big goals, the team goals, and the team made that great, great run late in the half. Yeah, second half of the year. The team was four and seven. You rip off five of your last six. You beat the defending NFC champs Philadelphia in the playoffs. What did you learn about yourself and what did the team learn about its overall identity in making that run the way they did?
1: Uh, we just learned about just uh, uh, togetherness, man. Uh, we got a bunch of great leaders on that team a bunch of underrated guys uh, that have been putting work in time so for us as a young guys we just followed their lead man we just trusted nobody pointed fingers at each other we always trying to figure out what we can do better like you said we went into a tough uh you know to a tough drought but we was in them games you know we just didn't do enough to win them games so ripping off the last uh like five or six man it was just huge it was huge for us just to see what we really can be when we really lock in
0: we're talking to Rashad White. You know, the team introduced Liam Cohen as the new offensive coordinator on Tuesday. He made it clear already that he's really familiar with you. Going back to your time at Arizona State, he's excited to work with you. What are your initial impressions of him and his offense?
1: Uh, I'm excited to work with Liam. Um, uh, just meeting him in the weight room before his press conference, man, it was huge. Um, I just liked him. Very energetic guy, uh, very young, um, and, and and you can see he's very positive. Um, he gives off a certain vibe, a certain energy. Uh, I know he's smart from his coaching tree and things like that. That so I just see his uh, offense and things like that, the things he want to do with me, and uh, you know we was talking about that and things like that, and you know I'm up for it. I, I believe it's going to be a lot of creativity in our offense this year. Uh, it's going to be a lot of moving around, and, and guys going to be put in great positions.
0: You know, I don't play favorites, but I got to admit, Baker Mayfield's always been one of my favorite guys. Can you describe this dude, like, as a baller, as a competitor, as a leader? When you, like, you, he has a really different journey. He's persevered. I'm going to ask you about your journey one more time in a minute. But what do you have to say about him as that guy when it comes to leading, motivating? Man, just balling with a giant chip on his shoulder.
1: Yeah, man, he's very gutsy, man. Uh, he got a lot of guts, man. Um, and, and 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 he just he just like you said, man, baller. I, I think he's a baller. He's the ultimate competitor for sure. Um, and he wants to win, man. And he wants to, to win. He's big on team. Um, he's not big on self. Uh, he's big on understanding and trying to do the right thing. And he just got great character, man. And, and uh, you know, it's crazy. I was talking to Luke keekley last night, and we both were just talking about how, like, you know, it's, it's, you don't come across a lot of just great or good human beings in life. So, you know, when you do, you just got to cherish it, man. And I say that's the biggest thing about uh, Bake, man. So I'm happy for him.
0: Dude, that's the highest praise imaginable. You know, you mentioned earlier about your circle. How tight do you keep your circle? I mean, you want to make sure that those are the type of people, right, in your circle. How careful are you about who you let in, and how do you, tight do you keep your circle?
1: Uh, I keep my circle very tight, uh, man, really. It's just really my day ones that have been with me from the jump. Obviously, there's been people that came along across the way that just been great people and, in my camp, so of course, I, I add it. But my, tight, I mean, my circle is pretty small, man. It's pretty tight. I'm also a guy, I just like to be out the way. Uh, I don't like to be all in the mix or all in the action or all outside, man. I I really stay to myself, man, uh, you know, um, spend a lot of time with my daughter, things like that. It's just certain things that my priorities and my values in life and my responsibilities is what I focus on and handle. Of course, I have fun and I live because I'm young. But, um, you know, I prioritize other things more than that.
0: Rashad White joining us. You know, you and I have talked in the past so many times, but for those who don't know, I think it's really important to reset your journey. I want to mention you have stops that include D2 Ball, Mount San Antonio College, Arizona State. We talked about the jobs you had at Mount Sac, right? You had to work at a recycling plant. You worked in security. You were actually a sign spinner at one time. Dude, I'm going to guess that those jobs probably weren't a whole lot of fun. In fact, I'm going to guess those jobs probably sucked. But if you could change any of that right now, dude, would you? Or is all that a big reason why you and I are sitting here having this conversation right now?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't change none of that, man, My for man. the world, man. Love Everything, it. man. I worked at Bob's Furniture. It, it, it all just, like you said, just it's character, man. It's character building. It just helps mold you. Um, it, it just sees how bad, you know, you want something. You know, I just remember working all them jobs. And, yeah, obviously, like you said, it sucked in the moment, man. But you just, I'm just thinking to myself, telling myself every day, like, I can't see my life like this for me, you know what I'm saying? I, I got a great opportunity to really, you know, make it out and, and do something life-changing for myself, but also for my family. So, man, I was telling myself every day, like, I'm just not a 9-to-5 guy in, in this way, in this magnitude. Like, this is not going to be my life, man. And and just working them jobs just helped me understand, like, you know, and put me also in other people's shoes and perspective, man, and how, how everybody job, though, in life, like, no matter what people think, it's, it's important, man. Everybody works hard in life, you know, no matter what situation or w- what you in, like, where you stand. In that man I, I really commend people in life for whatever you do man they do it at they do it at the highest level of what they do
0: that's what we that's what we respect there is nobility in all sorts of work man whatever your craft is go as hard as you possibly can take great pride in it and do the best you can obviously I know you want to be playing on Sunday but I can't let you go without a prediction help me break this thing down what do you think the game comes down to and who do you like on Sunday
1: oh man uh, yeah, you put me on the spot with this one um yeah um no, honestly, dude, I've
0: asked you much tougher questions than that, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, honestly, um, man, I'm just being honest. I, I do believe, like, the 49ers, I mean, of course, on paper is, like, the best team. Uh, but sometimes for me it's just about coaching, things like that. I think both of the coaches is great, honestly. Um um, the biggest thing for me is just hard to go uh, go against Pat, Patrick Mahomes, man. I, um, at the end of the day, so I just think like him and Reid really always finds a way uh, to kind of get it done. Obviously, you got traps you got that. Uh, I'm also from Kansas City, Missouri, so I mean, I wouldn't say obviously I'm am not a Chiefs fan no more because I'm with the Buccaneers, but you know, if I'm not in it, man, I'm, I'm gonna go with the hometown. So I, I think uh, I think they get it done, dude. Was
0: that so hard? That was a great analysis. Appreciate that, dude. I appreciate your energy, dude. Man, I thank appreciate. You
1: your journey. I appreciate the friendship.
0: I appreciate that you always make yourself available for this show, Rashad. That's why I want you to kick off Thursday. It's great to see you, man. You look great. Always going to talk to you, man. Thanks so much. Appreciate you, dude, so much. That's great. That's how you start the show. That's the kind of Thursday energy, man, that big energy that I'm looking for. Rashad White, what a class act. Great, great player and only getting better. And that's how we're starting off on Thursday. All right, when we come back, another big timer. Gary V will join me on studio. We'll take this short time out. We are live in Las Vegas. Are you looking for a super offer for Super Bowl Fifty Eight. DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn five bucks into two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use my code Rome R O M E. New customers can bet five bucks and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook. It's an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl Fifty Eight. You have to use my code Rome R O M E. The crown is yours. You do have to be present in state where it's lawful to wager. Slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to the Jim
2: Rome Show.
0: If you're watching on CBS Sports Network, is that any good? We are live from the fountains of the Bellagio where we have been the entire week and will be for the rest of this week. Welcome back. I'm Jim Romer live, feeling good. And if your sense is, hey, Roman, you sound like you're hyped. The reason I sound like I'm hyped is because I am hyped. The energy here is amazing, and you're gonna get some more of that right now. We are joined right here on the set, outside the Bellagio, by a serial entrepreneur. He is chairman of VaynerX. X. He is the creator of V Friends, he is the author of Meet Me in the Middle, a V Friends children's book. And one day he will in fact own the New York Jets. That's I don't know true. what day, but I know one day he will. Gary V is joining me right now. Gary, my brother, how you feeling?
2: I'm feeling hyped too, brother. This is nice. How good is this, right? This is a real set. This is the You're, real set. You, you are grown. This is yeah. big boy I'm all, stuff.
0: I'm all, I'm all grown up, dude. <laughs> I'm all grown up. Listen, did I see you post on the X that you were in Arkansas? Were you? What were you doing there? And how did that treat you? Uh, I was in Arkansas for four hours.
2: I was there to see Walmart. four hours? Four hours. In and out. Um, Walmart's, you know, the reason most people are in Arkansas is because of Walmart. I had some nice meetings, got back to New York, reset, and got here late last night.
0: All right, so what did the reset include? What did that involve? How did Uh, you reset?
2: uh, I changed my luggage out, took a shower, did some work on my phone, slept for a few hours, did a bunch of meetings, and then flew out here.
0: Cold shower or normal shower? I'm, like, soft hot.
2: Meaning yeah. like medium to hot, you know. That's my range.
0: Are you not a cold plunge guy?
2: No, I know that's the trend, but like, I'm not in love with it.
0: Yeah, me. Yeah, I, I believe in it. I buy. I think it's right. I buy the effects. I just don't do it.
2: I'm not inflamed, <laughs> and, I, and so I don't think
0: I need it. That's good. All right. So this is the first Super Bowl that Vegas has hosted. I know you haven't been here long, but what are your early impressions of this scene, and how do you feel about this as a Super Bowl city?
2: Uh, you know, I'm I'm a guy who's been to Vegas a bunch. I've been here for big events. Formula One was here recently. Even in the first kind of 24 hours that I'm here, or even less, I, I think this city's going to get a lot of Super Bowls. That's my prediction. I, I think, think so. I think Arizona and other places should be worried. This is going to go well. Uh, I think people are going to want it here. I think this is going to be a great week. And, and I think, you know, it's, I'm happy for Vegas now that, you know, they've got all these teams here. I expect baseball and basketball to be here. Like, Vegas is becoming a very important sports city.
0: Yeah, no, it's not a question of if, but a matter of when. It's already happening. Mm -hmm. Now, you and I have spoken for years about your ultimate dream of owning the New York Jets. I'm going to revisit that in a moment. But first, did you read that skating piece in The Athletic recently about how dysfunctional your beloved Jets are? Yeah, because we didn't already know that. However, there were some things in the piece, Gary, that we did not know. Did you read it, and what was your reaction to it? I skimmed it. You know, I'm so—look,
2: I'm going to be very fair with your audience. Like— I'm so blindly diehard pro Jets. Like, when I see that, what goes from my— That's not
0: you about—you would not be like that about anything else, though, right? The Jets are my number one. Yeah. I am passionate about other things,
2: but the Jets are number one.
0: But what I mean mean by that is you don't blindly look at things. You look at everything. You break everything open. You put it back together. But the Jets are different.
2: That's right. It's the one place I'm delusional. It's the there, there's a bizarro version of me <laughs> as a Jets fan. I'm not optimistic, you know, because I've been through a lot of pain. But what you know, it's one of those things where you can make fun of your family, but if somebody else makes <laughs> like like when I saw that, the first thing that went through my mind is I can't wait for the athletic to be out of business,
0: <laughs> which
2: will happen, Do, by the way. Will it? Will be, clip be, this be, be, in seven years be,
0: because of that or no. because of where? L- i Media fighting?
2: landscape, like just the bottom line is look. You know, I also have the reason I skimmed it, Jim, is I'm in a fortunate place in my life now. I have Vayner Sports. My brother and I rep athletes. Yep. We rep Sauce Gardner. We rep DJ Reed. I'm incredibly close to a lot of players on the team. The second someone becomes a jet, like a like a free agent that's not even gonna make the team, they get a DM from me immediately. <laughs> Welcome to New York. I like that. Like so I'm on the inside enough to not over worry about Tabloid-esque headlines I'm empathetic Look, you know this you, You're you one of the icons In sports media When losing is happening Things are going to get the, People are going to say things Of course When you have a bad show By your standards Because you never have An actual bad show Because well, no, you're a legend no, that's not true I have bad but shows But you know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah I, I do, do I'm good at public speaking But there's sometimes Where I get off stage I'm like, eh, that was okay Yeah, yeah you know, you, your producers, your team, like, and eh, like, it's, 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 guy talk, it's gal talk. You talk about it, and so the Jets did not have the season they wanted. We four plays in, our fan base was devastated. By the way, did you talk about the fact that Vinny Testaberti was the honorary captain for that game? And I looked at my brother and I said, this feels, that's not good. Because the last time.
0: The that, juju was off, man. The mojo was off, right? The only other time that universally
2: people thought the Jets could go to the Super Bowl was after their '98 uh, AFC Championship run. We loaded up in 99. And what happened? In the first game of the year, Vinny tore his Achilles. When, when Aaron sat back down, I'm like, oh, my God. He's out for the year. And right. I told everybody in my section. Anyway, I don't want to go too long-winded.
0: No, I get it. I hate I the get Athletic. It. And I love the Jets. Okay, fair enough. Gary Vee joining us. Fair enough. Listen, you. I want you to help with this. Please. You've got football fans, Gary, that are suffering from Taylor Swift fatigue. They're tired of hearing about her. They're tired of seeing her up in the luxury suite. Can you take a moment and break down the Taylor Swift effect and explain why this is such an enormous boon, not only for the Chiefs, but for the NFL overall?
2: There's more interest in sport. There's all sorts of 13 year old girls on TikTok right now breaking down football better than a bunch of my friends that have been watching it for 20 years. This is remarkable for the sport and, and for all the people that are crying about it, they should think about it the way I think about politics and life. You do not have to consume what you don't want. Like, if you're getting posts about it in your Instagram, mute it. If you see it on TV or you're listening to it, change the channel. You're in control of your consumption. So why don't we all be big boys and instead of crying about it like teenage girls, change the channel.
0: Gary Vee joining us and if you brought that thing out, I've heard you talk about this. You live your entire life based on one single premise, well many premises, but one really critical one, do not have resentment. Yes. Why is it so important not to have resentment and how do you go about avoiding resentment? You know, I have had a—I got very
2: lucky with the DNA game, my upbringing. I grew up with very little, so you're very grateful, and and I have a lot of gratitude. But as I've gotten older, I realized the one thing I struggled with, which is ironic, Gary V, the guy who shows up here, great at shooting it straight. Gary Vaynerchuk, in real life, with friends and family, if I love you, it's kind of hard for me to tell you what was bothering me. And my great kryptonite, in a world that I feel like I've been really emotionally a Superman, very lucky, very fortunate parenting, DNA, the one thing I struggled with was being candorous to the people I cared most about. Uh-huh. Speaking in generalities, no problem. Speaking to people I love, and so I realized that was leading to resentment. And regret is the other one. The that's two the R's. That's the worst. That's the one. Like, honestly, we could talk about resentment. That's for all everyone out there who struggles with telling people what they actually feel. That's what's going to happen to you. That's a smaller subgroup. The majority of people watching and listening right now, it's regret. It's not doing what you actually wanted because you fear losing and you're scared to fail in front of people and most people live their life based on other people's judgment, and I'm desperately trying to get them to reconsider that framework.
0: It seems to me, Gary, regret. Not only does it get you absolutely nothing, it gets you worse than that. It's really damaging, it's really detrimental, and everybody has it. So what do you do with it? You can't change what's already happened. There's no time machine. people keep watching that same movie over and over and over again. What, how do you get rid of regret? I believe what
2: most people are actually doing, Jim, is worrying about other people's opinions. Yeah, it's just that simple. I believe most people listening, which is I'm one of the, your listeners. Like I know this crew. Like I just want to tell this crew: high school is over. <laughs> you don't have to worry about your That's mom. So like, good, dude. Do you know many, so good, Jim? Do you know how many people are scared to quit their job even though they hate it more than life and want to do something that they may think is silly or the boys may think is silly? They like gardening. But they're like literally worried about their high school friends, like making fun of them. It's just absurd. And so I'm, I'm trying to bring back old school things, which is like, don't worry about people's opinions. Learn how to save a little bit of money so maybe you can take a risk. Stop buying dumb things to close up emotional circles. All this stuff.
0: Talking to Gary Vee, I love it. It's all gold. One more thing you said recently to an audience that I thought was great. and I'm going to quote you. A lot of you in here think consuming this information makes you think that you're doing it. I mean, they care it's good, but consuming it is not the same as doing it, and that's coming from somebody who creates a lot of content. What is the difference between consuming it and actually going out and doing it? It seems self-evident, but lay that out. I think
2: our friendship has been based on like, real admiration of our, our, our talents about talking about stuff, and I'm, I'm so fascinated you saw that. I believe it's one of the more unique pieces of content I put out in the last two years. I was basically telling an entire crowd, "Stop listening to me," <laughs> right? Literally to their face. I'm like, "Please."
0: Yeah, but I'm you a- did. You did tell them to buy your book, though. Yeah,
2: well, uh, you know, I was trying to make a, a joke <laughs> at it. By the way, anybody who wants to buy my upcoming <laughs> books, I'm thrilled. That's I'm not man. No, but 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 real talk. Back to like what I'm trying to set up for your audience. Because yep. I love them. Yep. Is look, you can read about push-ups and watch people on the internet doing them, but if you don't do them, the thing's not going to happen. All these people that consume motivation, and I I can tell you the insights right now. Like, posting on Facebook right now, underrated. You wanna sell stuff, you wanna get more people aware of your show or your business, Facebook. But just listening to me say that right now, if you don't now go to Facebook and post a video, you won't get the results, and we have career content consumers. They read every Tony Robbins book, they watch all my videos, They're, they're constantly motivated, but they don't do. 2024 has to be the year that you actually start doing.
0: Gary V joining me for a few more moments. So, Gary, as you wait for the opportunity to open up for you to actually buy the Jets. Yes. Hey, by the way, is there is there a process? Is there a system that you have in place? Or is this a war of attrition? Are you going to stay ready and then just pounce when it happens? Yes. What is the plan? The,
2: the plan is to emotionally talk to myself every day, knowing that there's a 99.9999% chance that it won't happen. The real plan, there's only two plans. One work every day hard to get to the financial place that even gives me a shot. Two, be emotionally prepared that that timing may not align well. Tomorrow, if the Johnsons put it up, I'm not ready to buy. Huh. Do I think some trillionaire may want me to come in for a little piece because it's so known how much? Maybe, if she or he thinks that's right. But I'm going to need some w- Would seven. that be enough for you? Probably not. No, I don't think I'd be, so. I'd be disappointed. Yeah. But I'm also not in control. And this is the point that I'm actually telling you. And this is the key that I want everybody here. You can have goals and dreams, but sometimes life plays out a different way. So I'm emotionally preparing for it not to happen while trying to make it happen. I'm financially and operationally trying to continue to build these big businesses. And, you know, listen, if, here's the best part. If I, if I pull it off, I will 100% win a Super Bowl. And the sheer love from fellow Jet fans is far more interesting to me than anything else. Because it is scary how much I love fellow Jet fans, and more importantly, how much I hate all 31 other teams. I
0: love that. I love that. Good. Good. Yeah, that's, that's the way, way it should be. be. That's
2: the way it should be. These people that have like my NFC—I had a, I heard it the other day. They're like my NFC team is—I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well,
0: by the, way, no but, by the way, by the way, you—you can appreciate this. Their favorite team, in fact, is not the team they grew up with. Their favorite team is their fantasy team.
2: That's fair. And I respect that. And I understand how everyone loves it. The thing that I can deal with, you know what I can't deal with, is all these random Chief fans that now exist who were, you know, random Patriot fans four years ago. We must really focus on destroying bandwagon fans. They're terrible, <laughs> they're atrocity to the, the fandom. They, they destroy everything this is about. Bandwagon fans are the worst. <laughs> all of a sudden, miraculously, I see no one wearing Patriot jerseys.
0: You don't like fake, dude. You're not it's about still, fake. It, fake is bad. Fake's bad. Fake's bad. Fake is bad. Like,
2: just be Fake a fan. kills.
0: Be a fake fan. kills. Right.
2: I don't see any Patriot jerseys in Vegas this weekend. Where, where'd you all go?
0: They won like three games this year.
2: The fact that Bill Belichick's last game as a Patriot coach is a loss to the New York Jets is one of the most delicious things that has ever happened in my life. Tell me,
0: how tasty is that? How delicious is that in your life?
2: Bill hates the Jets so much, which, like, do you understand that Bill Belichick is dangerously close to being exposed? He's lucky he didn't get a job. I believe Bill would be better suited to never have a job again because his legacy would be more intact. Because if he gets another job and has three or four more seasons without
0: a playoff run, this man has one playoff win. In nine seasons without Tom Brady. Gary, Gary listen, man. You said Please. you said best yourself. You won the DNA lottery. You're one of the brightest people I know. Dude, you're starting to sound like a smart caller to a sports talk radio show. Do you really believe that? Yes. Or do you hate him because he's a Pat? Yes. Okay. I thought But so. But data, listen, I understand how I'm sounding.
2: I'm not trying to come with emotion. I'm trying to come with data. Uh-huh. We have eight seasons where he did not have Tom no, Brady.
0: Y- you're not wrong. You're and not he has wrong. one
2: playoff win. He has one more playoff win than you and I.
0: <laughs> exactly. That
2: is interesting data if you want to be the greatest of all time. Right. This gets into Larry Brown versus Phil Jackson territory. Uh-huh. This is a, It's an interesting debate. Hey, I hey, understand. Hey, where
0: do you come out? I love Larry Brown. One of the great, great uh, teachers of the sport. Period. I love him. Period. I love him. I,
2: I think, listen, when you only... Is there a butt or when, period? No, no, there's both. When you only coach Michael Jordan and Kobe and Shaq together... I'm struggling to just blindly say Phil Jackson, who's a great Nick, so I love him, and he's a great character, so I like that, but I'm, I struggle, and I think Bill Belichick sits in a very dangerous place in his legacy right. if he decides to coach for three or four more years. I believe that to be true. Now, on the flip side, Mike Tomlin, I was always like, uh, and then you see how well he, his teams perform, even with bad quarterbacks and things of that nature, so I just think we need to see a little bit more from Bill to be blindly that he's the best coach do, do, of all time. Do
0: you know, okay, it's fair. You know what's really interesting before you go? The Steeler fans hate Mike Tomlin now as much as you hate everybody else who's not a Jet. It's crazy to me. But because I Steeler, fans, he,
2: Steeler fans are entitled. Pittsburgh Steeler fans are a bunch of entitled doofs. That's why they hate him.
0: Don't pick up your phone, my man.
2: Steeler fans, you're entitled. <laughs> As if you just deserve to go to the Super Bowl every year. You're entitled.
0: Take it from a Jets fan. You are so lucky. You are
2: so lucky to be a Steelers fan. You're not lucky that you live in Pittsburgh, but you're lucky that you're a Steelers fan.
0: You can live wherever you want, can't you?
2: Well, they do because Steelers have tons of bandwagon fans because they win all the time. Right? Steeler
0: fans piss me off, Jim. Dude, how about bandwagon fans? Do they piss you off too? I, Especially Steeler bandwagon fans. <laughs>
2: you're not allowed. You're not allowed to live in Florida and be a Steelers fan and then claim like my great grandfather <laughs> used to watch them in the seventies.
0: Bandwagon. Be, oh, a, man. be a Tampa Dude, Bay fan. I, I wish man. we could do this for three hours. Gary, I appreciate you so much. I I'm love so you glad. Too. I love you. I'm so glad we could come together and do that, man. Thanks, Always brother. the best show. You're the best, brother. Gary V joining us. So much fun. That's so great. That's why he is one of one. All right, we'll take a short time out. Gary V stopping by the set. That is a great moment. Appreciate that so much. When we come back, we are going to effort Joe Montana on Radio Row. In the meantime, we do have a sports update for you. Here is the very latest. Live from Las Vegas, site of Super Bowl 58, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. I'm Jim Rome great to have you listen up clones not all beef jerky is the same Old Trapper's original old fashioned teriyaki hot and spicy and peppered all come in 4 ounce bags that way you can sample different flavors to find the best one for you ask for Old Trapper by name because nor the jerky compares. Old Trapper what is your beef welcome back I am not on Radio Row but I'm going to go there in a minute we are efforting the great Joe Montana he is on the row and as soon as I can set him up I will bring him to you in the meantime we are on the strip the sun is out it feels absolutely awesome Great to run down Gary Vaynerchuk. My man was just take, take. Take, take. That's how you do it. That's exactly how you do it. I want to remind you, in case you missed the announcement earlier this week, this is, in fact, our very last week on CBS Sports Network. We had a seven-year run. I'm extremely proud of the run. Extremely proud of everybody who's had anything to do with this show. It has been tremendous. We are going out with a bang this week, and I've got great, great gratitude for everybody at the network and all the staff and all the crew in New York in California and all the above. So if your next question is, well, how are we going to find the TV show? Where are you going to stream? We are ultimately going to stream on the X platform. We are going to debut that soon. I don't have the exact date. Well, I have the exact date, but I'm not going to share that just yet. Just know, just know we have this show and then we have tomorrow's show and then we'll be dark in terms of video for a little while and then we'll bring the show back on the X platform. In the meantime, the radio show does not change. We will still be on radio every single day. So what you want to do is you want to follow me on the X at Jim Rome. You want to follow my Instagram account so I will have details and I will keep you posted and it's all good. Things are great, but we are having a tremendous time this week. This is the way you walk off. Also, one more thing. Thursday is normally a beef day. I know you clones always want to beef on Thursday. We don't have that same segment set apart. We didn't block it out. However, if you want to call with a beef right now, I can mix them in sporadically where we have windows and we have opportunities. So if you want to beef about something, I don't care what it is. You know that deal. You can beef about sports, non-sports, family, friends, anything you want. Hit me up right now. Alvy is still back in the studio. Jack Savage is still back in the studio they'll screen your phone calls out 1-800-636-8686 1-800-636-8686 let me check some of the reaction as I'm efforting Joe Montana Jamie in Green Bay quote be honest did you lay low and grind yesterday or were you the dude who climbed the sphere you want the real answer yes yes that was me that was me hey man why does anybody climb Everest? Why does anybody climb Mount Kilimanjaro? Why does anybody climb the sphere? Because it's there. Yes, that was me. But it was worth it. Yes, they hit me with a couple of misdemeanors. Yes, they hit me with a felony. But it had to be done. The second I got off that plane and I saw that thing, you know, nothing ever lives up to the hype. That does. That does. And so I had a few friends last night go and see you too. I'm like, why would I do that? Y'all do that. I want to do something that hasn't been done. I want to climb the sphere. Yeah, no, that was not me. Some kook did it, though, right? Yeah, because that's a surprise. That's a surprise. That's a surprise to nobody at all. Who looked at that thing and didn't immediately think some drunk kook is going to try and climb that thing? I'll tell you who didn't know. Security. Security didn't know that was coming. They seemed pretty surprised by the whole thing. (laughs) there you go so there is that no that was not me and i did lay low jamie and green bay also went back to back my man is a high volume shooter quote we have never had a bad show sign the clones hey jamie if by we have never had a bad show you mean we have never had a good show then i would agree jamie you've never had a bad show it goes back to Gary Vee saying, hey, man, you know, you know, you know when you have a bad show, although you don't have bad shows. I'm like, oh, no, my man, I have bad shows. We definitely have bad shows. Haunted Horse, quote, Jimmy, best Gary V interview yet. Screw you entitled Pittsburgh Steeler fans. I love the Gary, Gary, Gary's about love, Gary's about positivity until it comes to his Jets, and then he's straight up. I love the Jets, and I hate everybody. I hate every other team in the league. And then he went in on Steeler Fan. That's why I said, Gary, don't go to your phone, my man. I mean, Gary Gary has an immense following, but I don't know that he's experienced the wrath of Steeler Fan. But then again, Gary V, knowing Gary V, I don't think he gives a damn. I don't think he cares. I just know you, Steeler Fan. This guy loved it too. Quote, epic segment with at Gary V. You're right. You could have spent the whole three hours with him. Give him a golden ticket. I mean, I think we can bypass the golden ticket and just let him in. I think we can bypass the smack off and just give him the win. That might be the one guy who can give the BIC a run for his money. Gioff and Lincoln is in. Hey, Gioff, let me ask you something. Is this a good show? Is this a good first hour? Do I not have the best set ever? Do I not have the best backdrop ever? Do I not look like a million? Yo, why would I bring you in, Geoff? Why would I bring you in to bring all of us down? All right, Geoff. All right, I'm having a good day. I'm in a good mood. I'll take a chance. Let's see what you got. Rome Slice, early Vegas beef. I have a beef with you. You are blowing through your wardrobe of turtlenecks and winter coats faster than I can produce them. Yours David August, my man can, David August, I I can't tell you how many times people have gone to him before big events. And I mean, people way more important than me, A-list actors, elite athletes, prominent business people. And they'll go to my guy, David August, and say, David, hey, man, I need a suit. Like, I need a suit right away. And David's like, oh, inevitably, always, no problem. When do you need it? Yesterday. No, really. When do you need it? Yesterday. My man, if you go to him right now and you're the right person and say, I need a suit for tonight, he'll go cut that suit right then and there. So, no, I'm I'm not blown through this stuff.